we're excited today to remind ourselves of the scripture we were looking at the last time we were together. In 2 Thessalonians 1, 10 through 12, I was just thinking about that. <clears throat> How when Jesus comes, he's coming to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day, the Apostle Paul said. Wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling. So this is a high calling of God to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That He, when he comes, he's coming to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all of them that believe. Isn't that amazing that uh, people are going to look at us and and admire the glory of God, Christ in us, the hope of glory. You know, I, I think of that scripture, Christ in us, the hope of glory, and I, I think it's the only hope that glory has uh, in the earth is, is the glory he's deposited in his saints. And so he's coming to be admired and glorified in all of his saints, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in us and we in him according to the grace of God. It, he's just demonstrating his ability to take a corrupted, uh, fallen nature and transform it into the image of Christ. I mean, that's one of the greatest miracles that God has produced is to, to get a, a man born again, to take a hard heart of the human nature that Satan influenced in the garden and change it and transform it into the kingdom and the glory of Christ in us. So when he comes, he's coming to be glorified in his, in his saints. And folks, I believe he's coming soon. I mean, the, the way the things are going in the earth <clears throat> doesn't look like we could go on much longer without him. But he, he, he may come in a minute, and he may come in a thousand years. The point being that we are constantly being groomed and readied for his return and for his arrival. So... He's coming to be glorified and admired in all of his saints. And I just think that's something that we need to, um, it, it says here that the Apostle Paul prayed that God would count them worthy of that calling. So that's a high calling of God in us. Amen. And um, because Jesus' name is to be glorified in us. So our, our behavior matters. And we have a lot of things to look at. I just I just wanted to remind us of of that one scripture that we had been looking at the last the last time we were together and uh, uh, remind us also that Noah being warned of God, uh, well, it says in the Message Bible, this is Hebrews eleven seven. by faith Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. He was warned about something he couldn't see and acted on what he was told. So we need to start listening and really hearing what God is saying to us today because where we stand, where we are positioned, what we are doing, how we are, how we are behaving and, and managing ourselves is very important uh, in the days ahead. Um, I'm just thinking, I remember the day that I had a dream that the rapture had taken place. I was in the foyer of my house in my dream. Actually, it was kind of funny because I got so excited about being raptured that I woke my husband up who was sound asleep next to me. So in, I was in the foyer of my house, and I had on my bathing suit, which I don't know what, what that had to do with anything. But there was somebody standing there talking to me, and they said, you need to go on out in the front yard 
I said, no, I've got on my bathing suit. I don't want to go out there in my bathing suit. And I said, besides, have you seen the sky out there? And the sky out there was, I took him, I said, come, come look at the sky out there. And the sky was like, kind of like these lights here. It was pasty, just shimmering white, shimmering white. You could tell there was, there was an energy in it. And I said, look at that. And as I did, I lifted up my hands. And as I lifted up my hands, I began to rise up off the earth. And I went, oh, it's here. We're going. We're going. It's here. It's here. And I woke myself up talking like that. And then I woke my husband up. And he got up and left the room because he couldn't go back to sleep. And I was so excited about I truly experienced uh, an energy from the Lord in the midst of my sleep. And I said to the Lord, I said, now, Lord, I don't have a whole lot of influence. I mean, I don't know why you didn't give this to somebody who has a, a bigger voice than I do. But uh, what do you want me to do with that? I don't I didn't have that many dreams. So I knew it was a special thing that he that he allowed me to experience that. And he said to me, tell the people to deal with issues quickly and travel light. And I was very aware in the midst of being lifted up off the earth. Now, I'm not saying that's the way the rapture takes place, but that's what I was experiencing, being lifted up off the earth. And my feet came up about that high. I was very aware that had, had I been tied to anything on the earth, if I had looked back, like Lot's wife, if I had looked back or if I had been distracted in any way, uh, I would not, <clears throat> excuse me, I would not have lifted off. I would have dropped back down. And I think, you know, that's why he says to get rid of every heavy weight and, and every weight that besets you. So deal with issues quickly and travel light. Now, today I'm going to uh, share a, a vision that a man that I trust in his walk with God uh, from a, a minister's conference years back. And um, I'm sharing this, not to scare anybody, but for us to be aware of what's going on around us and know what to do in the midst of that. We're going to be looking at things in the, in the future, in the days ahead of uh, uh, the kingdom. We've talked about the kingdom last time, about the kingdom of God and how important it is uh, and how it functions differently than the world system that Satan has networked around the earth. See, in the garden when the devil slipped in and he lied to the woman and, and they ate from the wrong tree, he began networking. And one way that I like to explain it is if you've ever been on an airplane and seen the magazine where it shows the routes that the planes take, the different flight routes that they take, and there's just all these white lines going every which way. It looks like a spider web. That's what Satan has done with his system of living on the earth. Uh, there's doctors, lawyers, bankers, and, and that's a way of doing business on the earth. But God's kingdom, you do business in a different way. And we're going to look at those kinds of things just so we can know, you know, the kingdom of God has its own health care system, has its own um, uh, uh, atmosphere. I mean, you know, oxygen levels and stuff like that. And we want to find out how that works because we're going to need to shift gears from living uh, in the natural world, in Satan's king system, and learning how to live in God's kingdom and his system. Because uh, we're going to be ruling and reigning with Christ in the days, in the ages ahead, and we need to know how to function 
So that's what I'm excited about because I see so many of us don't realize. And, you know, in the Old Testament, when Israel was getting ready to go into the promised land, God had given them manna while they were out in the wilderness. He fed them manna from heaven while they were in the wilderness. But when it came time to go into the new land, and when several of the people went into the new land, and they ate the fruit of the new land, the day they ate that fruit, the manna ceased. So I think what we're witnessing today, too, is that the... the, um, um, system of the world, the, the, the ways of the world is beginning to break. The, the idols that have been set up and the provisions that have been made, they're drying up. The things are drying up. The, the manna is drying up. And it worked for a season, but now that season's over and it's, there are new ways to do things. Those elements, the elements of that system are, are melting, it says in Peter. And so uh, we, we have a new system, a new way of doing business, and that's what we want to look at. Uh, I want to go ahead and read quickly from this, um, dr- this vision that Mark Barkley had. He was uh, in a Kenneth Hagin meeting, and uh, he was lifted up into a trance. And as he got into that trance, by the way, Kenneth Hagin was on the platform, and he was experiencing the same thing Mark Barkley was. As he, as he lift, uh, lifted up in the trance, on the left was a deep, dark um, cloud, a bitter, horrible cloud. And it came up over the edge of the earth, uh, so, so, dark, so deep and so dark, not one good thing in it. He began to feel angry inside. Uh, I, he, it, Mark Barkley began to feel angry inside. He said it kept rising and it got deeper and darker and more tempestuous. What is that, he thought. That is the cloud, the Lord said, that Isaiah spoke of in Isaiah 60, verse 5, where it says, um, darkness shall cover the surface of the earth, yea, deep darkness shall cover the earth. And he says uh, in Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 5, arise and shine. So that's the message of the church. Rise up and shine. That's what we were saying. He wants to be glorified in his saints and admired in all of them. We hear a lot about darkness coming on the earth, but what we need to know is that there's life in the darkness. God is looking for people of faith to uh, be creative in that darkness, just like he came up on the dark, the darkness covering the earth, and he spoke light and life into it and brought forth creation. There's things to be created and brought out of these darkness. Don't just sit around and say, ooh, it's really getting dark. Look how bad it is. And don't be afraid of the darkness because you are able to subdue and take dominion in the midst of the darkness. So when we have Christ in us, he is our hope for glory to rule and reign. So uh, he asked what that is, and the Lord told him it's the, it's the cloud in Isaiah verses one through 60, verses 1 through 5, the deep darkness coming upon the earth. Every sickness and every disease is in it. It's horrible, horrible things. So in this deep, dark cloud, the darkness, there's a lot of horrible things. And I think we see those things happening today. We can't, we can't bind it or speak to it, but we can use the name to protect ourselves. So there's going to come a time when there's a line in the sand and our ability, like the ten virgins, remember, um, they, they, could, they said, give me some of your oil. And they said, no, we can't. 
we've got to go on in. So there's going to come a time when the line is drawn in the sand. So we've been speaking over the last year about praying for the hardcore people in our lives that need uh, help in prayer and uh, are harder to get saved than others. So let's remind ourselves to give attention to those people that are not yet born again uh, because uh, this dark cloud will suck them into its influence. So he said, um, Brother Hagen was praying at the same time and Mark was in a trance seeing these things. All of a sudden, a bright light on the opposite side came. He wanted to look at it, but couldn't because it was so bright and powerful. Mark asked the Lord, what is that? And God said, this is my glory that is to fill the earth. There's several scriptures talking about his glory filling the earth. A glory cloud and a dark cloud. People seeing the dark cloud coming and running from it, and it moved quickly to get away, and it gobbled them up. They used Jesus' name, and it didn't work for them. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of Jesus saying, get away from me, I never knew you, even though they prophesied and they worked in the power gifts. Get away from me, I never knew you. Uh, we'll have to, that surprised me one day when I saw that. So mentally assenting to some things and believing that the gifts can work are, are not the same thing as really having an intimate, close relationship with the Lord. Everyone who doesn't have a pure heart and clean hands <clears throat> but will try religious things to deal with it. So those are the people who it didn't work for. Who are they who get to go into the glory cloud? Clean hands and a pure heart. Deal with issues quickly. Deal with issues quickly and forgive quickly. Amen. So clean hands and a pure heart. Brother Hagen saw him, saw Mark in there. That dark cloud, he said, you just saw. I won't be here, he said, but you will. And Mark Barkley is in his probably middle to late 60s now. So um, shake people enough to realize how clean your hands are and how pure your heart is. Uh, will, will you possess the stamina and have ability to resist all the filth and the uh, crime these Spiritual, I'm trying to read my own notes. So it's, uh, these spiritual deep beings that are going to uh, rape the mind and the soul of men. This darkness, this deep darkness coming on the earth, you see, is going to have a strong power to it. It's going to have a very deceptive power to it that it can um, seduce and hoodwink, if you will, people's minds. It can kidnap and and throw a cover over their minds so where they they are deceived and can't can't see. Uh, one way it's put in um, Romans chapter 1, it says, because you didn't honor God, he turned you over to a reprobate mind or a mind void of judgment. And another one is in Thessalonians, it says, because they didn't honor God, that God uh, caused a, a strong delusion, a strong delusion to come upon them. So he said, we're in the midst of this right now. And this was probably back in the 80s. So, you know, in course in God, a, a day is like a thousand years. It doesn't, it, it's still going good, even though this came in the 80s. He was talking about it raping. The raping of the soul is about to take place. Well, your mind, your will, and your emotions. 
So uh, said, how, how do you say this without creating fear? People are going to lose their minds and their emotions. Well, we see that already, people losing their minds and going into road rage on the highway, killing their own families and, sh and themselves. These things are, there's no understanding of why they're happening, except that the deep darkness is influencing and affecting their decision-making. And he, he repeats again, without a pure heart and clean hands, you won't have the ability to resist these demons. I mean, you know, the, the fear of the Lord needs to come back on our land. The fear of the Lord. And to know that these things do happen. And getting, I... You just have to realize that once you open the door and step into that level of judgment, it's really hard. You think, well, I'll, I'll change my mind then and I'll, I'll repent. You can't always repent. It's not that you don't want to and it's not that God won't forgive you. It's just that you really don't want to enough to do what it takes to repent. And the next thing you know, you're trapped. I mean, the thing goes down and the, the cuffs click shut and you can't, you can't repent. You can't do these things. Uh, I've always uh, taken notice to when uh, God was delivering the children from Egypt and there came a time uh, Moses kept dis distributing the power of God to him and showing him the power of God and he would harden his heart and, and Pharaoh would harden his heart and Pharaoh would harden his heart and then God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Now, Pharaoh could have repented, and God would have forgiven him had he repented, but he reached a point and crossed the line where he couldn't repent anymore. And so we, 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 do, we want to acknowledge what the Word of God says about the days ahead. There's going to be perilous times in the last days, and people will be so full of themselves they won't be able to function. And that's where we are. And we just need to... Um, just like he said, deal with issues quickly and travel light. And pay attention to what the Word says and, and, and be warned and allow the fear of the Lord. Fear God and know that He means what He says. And uh, He's not letting us go. To, he's not sending us to hell. We're allowing ourselves to go to hell. Not because He would send us to hell, but uh, we are sending ourselves to hell because he's given everything in his power to keep every man from perishing. So without pure heart and clean hands, we won't have the ability to resist these demons. It's not coming, it's here. And Dr. Uh, Summerall also had a vision and he saw a creature come out of the deep and it began to bring America to its knees. And it just... Uh, was uh, pr uh, prejudice, men against women, women against men, race against race, old and young, young and old. So we're here. We're in the midst of all of that. What to, what, who gets to see the Lord? The one with pure hands and a clean heart. So I, I don't tell you this to scare you, but the thing is, and I'll have, a, I'll have another set of notes where I said it, the thing is, this darkness will have a sucking power, a seducing power. And it's kind of like being at the beach. You know, when you're at the beach, you park your car, you go out into the water, 
and and the water's kind of doing you like this, and you're not even paying attention. You don't even know that's happening. See, this deep darkness is like that water, and it's just moving you, moving you, and it's pulling you, drawing you towards itself to make bad decisions, to make wrong choices. We have to choose life and prosperity de against death and adversity. And the next thing you know, you're way down here and your car's down here and you don't know how you got there. And that's what happens with the spirit realm moving like that. So I just want us to uh, realize that, that, that I wanted to share that with you this week. So we would, and I don't want to leave you uh, uncovered <laughs> because we still have this ability that when Jesus comes to be glorified in his saints and admired in all them that believe, we have the ability to choose life. And if you choose life, you don't have to worry about this. Just stay close to Jesus. Listen to the Holy Ghost and do what he says. Uh, I've had people through the years say, I'm afraid I've committed the unforgivable sin. And I said, the fact that you even care shows me that you haven't. And um, so don't don't worry. Just know that if you're looking for the truth, the spirit of truth will set you free into that truth. He will always guide you in his truth. If you want the truth, the only time you can get in trouble is if you just resist the Lord and don't want what he has. So stay close to him. Uh, remember, we started off talking about praying in the last days. And pray, prayer is a place where Jesus said, pray that you enter not into temptation. So when you're praying for others and you're part of prayer and you're active in the Word of God and in a, in a community of like precious faith, you don't, you don't need to be afraid. And in the days ahead, in the next few podcasts, we're going to be looking at how to put the um, powers of God to work in our life for protection, for, for provision, for um, healing. You know, the kingdom has its own health care system. We're going to be looking at that. So stay tuned with us. Uh, I think we come out with something new every Thursday. And you can go on womensvirtues.com is a webpage for the restoration of women's virtues. Or you can go into the uh, YouTube and find our other videos. We've been on for about a year and a half now, or maybe two years almost, coming in the spring. So we have lots of videos out there talking about different issues, about the purpose, position, and power of the woman, and uh, just how to function in the kingdom. Next week, we're going to get into kingdom business and how to function. So as we're busy about our Father's business, that dark cloud will not have any influence on us. Amen. We're blessed. We're blessed to know Jesus. We're blessed to have the Holy Ghost. And if you don't, just invite him into your life. He wants to be there. He has a place for you at the table in the kingdom. So call upon him in Jesus' name. Amen. See you next time. Bye-bye.